0: crazy I'm crazy for feeling so lonely I'm crazy Hey it's Grace Before this episode begins I wanted to give a little preface that one you probably shouldn't listen to this episode if you're around young kids two, if you yourself are a kid, this episode is not for you, and three, I'm not a doctor. If a doctor informs you of something contrary to what I said, trust the doctor. I got all my information from sources I trust, so to the best of my knowledge, it is true and has been fact checked, but I'm not trained in this, so I could get something wrong. A few quick corrections, because like I said, I'm not a doctor. Female condoms, a.k.a. internal condoms, while not as effective as male, a.k.a. external condoms, can protect you from STIs and HIV. Also, you should never use a female condom with a male condom at the same time. Also, eating grapefruit while on birth control does not cause weight gain, but it can increase your risk of breast cancer and it may lead to blood clots or uterine bleeding. Those are all the notes I have. Please practice safe sex with enthusiastic consent and enjoy this week's episode. Hey, 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 psychos. Oh my God. And I'm Grace and I'm not matching that energy level.
1: I just thought I would try something new this week, you know, episode 11,
0: feeling good. I like how brave you are. Gotta, gotta commend Thanks. you for that. I didn't even warn you that I was doing that. No, you really didn't. Right it was kind of weird.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks. Before we hop into the episode, how are you? How you
0: doing? So I purposely didn't tell you this because I wanted to do it live on the podcast. What the fuck? So Karin, one morning this past week, you know, wake up, walk out to, uh, to go take a shower Oh my god. And Are you s- naked? my no. It's okay. not that's not it's not about the shower. Okay. And and my <laughs> landlord puts my landlord puts my mail like on the door right next to my bathroom. And yeah. I have a packet there from Kansas Department of Labor. Karen, I have to go to court. Oh my god. I have to go to court because Why? my old employer is I don't know if they're suing me or something, but I have to show up in court next week because apparently I, like, filed my unemployment wrong. And so, like, Grace, they're contesting it and saying that, like, I shouldn't have gotten money at all. And so, Karin, I don't mean to, like, scare you, but this could be fraud. Like, I could, this could be a felony. Like... Could you go to, like, jail? I don't know. I think it's just a finable offense. But, like, <laughs> like par- they're saying that I lied on unemployment and lying on employment. No. Because <laughs> I just didn't understand how to file it. Because, like, you can't file for unemployment. <laughs> for, like, if... So, say, what happened at the beginning of quarantine was, like, I lost one of my jobs, but I had yeah. my other job still. Yeah. And the job that I lost, my boss told me to file for unemployment. And so I did.
1: Mm. did but apparently did they know you had
0: another job? Yes. Okay. Yes, they knew I had another job. But apparently, if you are employed of any, in any means, mm-hmm. like you cannot apply for unemployment. But the confusing thing is, I wasn't like an hourly worker at my other job. I just got oh, one I know l- this. I know lump this sum for the whole semester, you know? And so I'd already received that one lump sum for the whole semester. So technically
1: so, you didn't really have a job.
0: Right. And so that's how I played it in my head. Yeah. But now they're contesting it and said I saying I still had a job and so therefore I shouldn't have <laughs> received unemployment. And so I have to go to court and Oh what well, my <laughs> I had to call like my lawyer uncle and he yeah, was Yeah, I was like, gonna say, do you have a lawyer? Well, I sort of. He doesn't do He's like your uncle? well he's he doesn't do this type of law like he does like i don't know what he does but it's (laughs) not not this this. it's not this and (laughs) (laughs) so now i'm sort of like i so i i'm contacting him and then i have to call like the kansas like the ku student services yeah and have them help me good lord so yeah i'm going to court Oh my goodness.
1: Why am I like, first of all, not surprised, but also, like, why does this always happen to you?
0: Like- Lauren, this was this past week has honestly, I'm not not even joking, been one of the most stressful of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like got tested for COVID, got a court order <laughs> on the same day.
1: You're also supposed to film Aline's wedding. Like filming so Aline's things- wedding.
0: I I now have a shoot <laughs> next week. I oh my god don't understand what's going on with me I need a break I need a break <laughs> I texted Kylie yesterday and I was like can someone please change the simulation I'm in like, like, literally in a different like, one. where are you
1: <laughs> oh my goodness well I'm wishing for the best like honestly
0: I don't know where I am but I hate it here
1: okay uh first of all I'm mad at you for not telling me But also, keep me updated, now that I know.
0: Well, isn't it, like, better that I had your reaction here? (laughs) No, you, like, needed this reaction. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So, yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah. On that note, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) we have another deep dive
0: episode this week. I'm really excited about this.
1: Yeah, I want to tell the people what it's
0: about. Yeah, so... We are going to talk about birth control this week. And I think this is something that's important to talk about because I feel like it's still a little bit taboo in a weird Mm -hmm. way. Like, I feel like I talked to some of my friends about birth control, but mostly just like the people I know who are on it. Mm -hmm. And it still feels like a weird thing because I feel like sometimes I have to explain why I'm on it. Yeah. Which is something that's just like, you don't know that to anyone. And so... I wanted to talk about it because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about it. I honestly didn't know that much about it except for, like, the type that I'm on. And so I wanted to learn more about it and talk to more people about it because I do think this is one of those things that we should just be open and honest about because there's, like... Yeah, totally. No reason to keep it hush-hush.
1: Yeah. And I'm actually not on birth control of any kind, so... Have you ever been? No, so I'm just interested like I want to know more but like I don't know how to learn more if I'm not like on it you know except for just like googling it yeah Yeah. so I'm excited for this conversation just to learn more and for me to be able to like know more so when I do talk to people about it like I'm not just like
0: huh because Mm -hmm.
1: like I don't know anything yeah um so let's start off when did you first begin taking birth control and like what was your reasoning like back then or like whenever you started?
0: So I started taking birth control when I was like 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been on birth control for 25% of my life, which is wow. kind of crazy. Wait,
1: that's weird when you put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about it the other day. It's pretty insane. I started because I had really bad acne and yeah. my periods were so bad that I would like actually vomit. Like I had so much pain that it made me nauseous and then I would puke. So it was pretty horrible. And for a long time, I like tried to convince my mom to let me go on birth control because I was also sexually active at that age. And so like it, was just sort of like three reasons but that third reason was something I like never told my mom it was just like a right
1: it was just like hey mom I have acne
0: mom my acne is really bad mom I puke I feel like like that's a lot of
1: of, that is a lot of people's like reasoning is like they have acne or their periods are so bad but like also they just don't want to tell their
0: parents they're sexually active which is not a bad thing you know no yeah to me it was like sort of that was that was like one of the reasons and it wasn't like I was making up the other two reasons to like convince my parents. But right, like, right. To me, it just from everything I had learned and everything I everyone who yeah. I talked to, like it seemed like the smartest decision if I yeah. was going to be sexually active and so I was like really like pushing for it. But my yeah. mom actually like put me on like alternative medicine remedies for like a year before I like, actually went on birth control. Like, like I was, I was popping these pills. I don't even know what they are. There's like some weird, like, not weird. It's like herbal stuff that's supposed to take, like, that's supposed to like help with period pain and stuff. And I would take it like every night right before bed. But I had to take like an array. Like it was like five different pills. I oh would my take goodness! Every night before bed. Yeah, it was pretty insane. Did they and, work? Well, I. I don't know if it would have worked because I didn't do it with enough consistency that like mm. it would have really been effective. Yeah. But it was like five pills every night and they Damn. were huge. Like they're like the like like the fish oil pills. Have you ever seen fish oil oh my- pills? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like those Dinormous. are big boys. And so like I like had a good to, inch and a half. Like girthy. And girthy. <laughs> Why did we both go there? We, we both went for it. Nasty. you. <laughs> yeah, so I had to pop those girthy-ass pills <laughs> every single night, and there were five of them. So... Oof. I had to try that, or at least, like, give it my best effort mm-hmm. for, like, I don't know, like, six months before yeah. my mom finally was like, okay, we can go g- get you birth control. So Yeah.
1: Interesting. So, d- not that, like... D- okay, this is, like... Kind of a personal question, but like, was your mom on birth control? Like, did she use it, so she was she knew about it, or like, was she not on it, so that's why she didn't want you to go on it?
0: Well, this is actually an interesting thing, and not that like we
1: we need to like expose Steph, but like I I I just find it interesting.
0: She she had personal reasons for not wanting me to go on it, um, and she had had experience with it before.
1: Right. Okay. So. I'm sure that kind of affected her decision with you. Right, right. Yeah. And I. So and she once wasn't, you, she was
0: going at it from yeah. the perspective of like, we don't, like, this drug, we're not completely sure about its effects, like, long term yet. Right. And I just want, like, I don't want, you're so young that I don't want you to, like, mess anything up. Which basically. is a valid, right.
1: You know, counter argument. Right. Um. So once you asked your parents, what was the process like with the doctor? Like how did you like bring it up to them? And like, did you like have to try out different brands or were they just like, here's one. And like that one worked.
0: So I went to this doctor and it was like, we made a special appointment with this doctor for birth control. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my regular doctor. And, um, basically just asked about birth control what would be best um the doctor recommended the pill and gave me a prescription and like so basically you start out with like the lowest amount of dosage okay and you try it for a couple months and then they can adjust it based on like what you're saying is effective or not effective so for a year I was on the lowest amount and then after that it's sort of lost its, its effect mm-hmm. and so i went up a little bit they upped my dosage a little bit and then i think i think i stayed on that for several years and then i don't even remember what i did in nebraska because i know i was still taking birth control
1: yeah i don't know but i, I don't remember. I just remember you and and i'll take birth control so like all of your guys' like little alarms would like go off
0: yeah, yeah, we would remember. Like ourselves like ten p.m. or like yeah. whatever. <laughs> but I don't, I don't remember how I went, like how I got it. I think maybe I just got like a, because you can get several months at a time at yeah. the pharmacy, and so I think that's just what I did. Like anytime I was in Kansas, I got several mm-hmm. months. Um, and now I actually use like an online version of Ooh. like a pharmacy, and so they yeah. just mail it to me. But we can get into this later on in the episode, but I'm probably going to switch birth controls. So, Ooh. Yeah. So
1: are you still on the pill or are you on a different kind of birth I'm
0: control? I'm still on the pill. Okay. Um, I've switched brands like once or twice. And it wasn't for any real reason other than like that's just what the pharmacy had or didn't have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And overall, like I think at the beginning it really, really helped me. Now the effect, like it's not... The effect's not gone, but it's definitely not nearly as strong and mm-hmm. my body has like changed the way it like interacts with birth control. So like when I was when I first went on the pill, I could miss a day and it wouldn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But now if I take a pill even like a couple hours late, I will start bleeding the next day and Yikes. like bleed for like a whole week basically. Like I'll basically just get my period early. Weird. And I still have to, like, be taking the pill at that time just because, like, if you miss one day and then you start bleeding, you just have to keep going. Like, you can't right. just, like... You can't just, like, stop it for... Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so, it's it's kind of annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's interesting to me because I've sort of... I've been on it for so long that it's, it's weird to think about what my life would be like if I didn't... If I wasn't on it. Yeah. You know? Because the things that can be affected when you're on, like, a hormonal birth control are, like, your weight, your anxiety levels, your depression levels, your libido. Like, there are so many things that that hormone, like, affects that Mm -hmm. it's, like, I don't know what it, like, I don't know. who you are, like. Right, like, it's weird. It's a weird thing thing to say, but, like, I don't know who I am right now. No, it makes sense. I mean, I'm sure it's not,
1: like, too different but like I know what you mean you've been on it for so long and you just don't know what it's like not to have the extra hormones
0: in your right body. and so yeah. it's it's kind of interesting to think about like whether or not I would be the same in all of those ways without mm-hmm. it and the likelihood is like no I would be very different if I didn't have yeah birth control so
1: that's interesting like one of the main reasons why I haven't gone or a few of the reasons why I haven't even thought about going on birth control is just like my period is, has always been pretty regular and Since growing up a lot of my friends. That's the main reason why they started taking birth control I was right. always like, oh, you know, like I don't need it and like I get pretty bad cramps But it's not like to the point where I'm throwing up or like I literally can't even stand up Like I'm very fortunate where like yeah, I get bad cramps, but I can still kind of do day-to-day things when I'm Mm -hmm. on my period but then another reason is like I do have such bad anxiety like I don't want to do like mess up the medicine I'm taking for my anxiety with extra hormones or anything like that so I just think that's kind of the reason why I'm not why I haven't even like thought about it but I'm sure once I'm like married and like I'm having kids like I'm sure I'll probably look into it more but like right now I'm just like
0: mm, I don't really want to deal with that it's such an interesting thing that you say that because it's so true like the caveat for a lot of these birth controls is that you well first of all a lot of people who go on birth control get super depressed like it yeah it's I have a heard depressing that. thing and on top of that like if you're already taking certain medications like Mm -hmm. you're either going to have to be willing to like seriously like mess with the birth control that you're taking and like really like try and fluctuate it to see what actually works or you're going to have to fluctuate that medicine because it's not going to interact with you the same way that it would without birth control, which is another interesting thing, which I think like that's the case with pretty much all medications. Like if you add another medication to the mix, you need to fluctuate all the medications. But it's interesting because they're for two totally different things. but. I know, but they somehow
1: affect each other. I, yeah. I, my mom has been taking birth control, like, for, like, the whole time I've been alive. So, like, I I was, like, I know what it looks like. She's comfortable about, like, talking about it. And then, like, I think Aline takes it, too. But, like, I don't know. So, I'm sure it wouldn't, like, majorly affect me just because my mom and sister, like, both are fine on it. And I probably have a lot of the same stuff in my body that they do. But it's just the fact that I do take an anxiety medication that I'm like, I don't know if I want to try to switch that, you know. Yeah. But there are ways
0: there are. We will learn more about in this episode. There are non-hormonal birth controls.
1: Yeah. So actually, before we go into that, I kind of want to have you talk a little bit about the history of it because um, you did a lot of research and why there's so much like stigma around it um, and stuff like that. So yeah.
0: So this is this. I want to dive into the stigma question first because I think this is actually something that I I wrote a paper for one of my classes, like one like my semester-long paper this past semester. I wrote about sex education films, historical like sex mm-hmm. education films, and I think that these things sort of go hand in hand like i think that to start out with if you know me you know that i talk shit on the patriarchy a lot but mm-hmm. it's a real thing <laughs> and i think that honestly so women are obviously like either sexually objectified or not allowed to be sexual like those are the those are the two polar opposites and i think that for the for the longest time women having sex have has they've been shown to be the aggressor like they are the temptress they are Mm -hmm. the there's a bunch of other really fun words for it but (laughs) i can't remember them right now but it's basically there's been the oppression of women has happened in a multitude of different ways but one of the ways is in sexuality where women haven't been able to own their own bodies women have been shamed for having sex before marriage. There's been a lot of possessiveness around women's bodies. And I think the stigma stems from that is that like birth control is when used correctly, it is a woman taking back the rights to her own body and educating herself Mm -hmm. on the things that her body need. And for a lot of people, birth control just allows women to have sex and not have to worry about the repercussions as much. A lot of birth controls don't protect against STDs. So there's still that element of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, the major thing that I think every girl thinks about when having sex is like, what if I get pregnant? Yeah. And I think birth control just puts it takes the Takes away power- some of that stress. Right, exactly. And so I think the stigma is that, at least the stigma that I've, like had in my life is having to justify it for and say like well I'm on it because I Mm -hmm. like have really bad periods or I'm on it because like I just need to have a consistent period and like if I don't have birth control I don't have that or like it's, it's hard for a girl just to say or a woman just to say like I'm on birth control because I have sex and I want it to be a carefree thing. I'm not trying to have a child in this portion of my life. And so therefore, like, I don't want to risk it. So I'm just going to get on birth control. And that's still something that I think a lot of people have a lot of problems with. And so I think that a lot of women have just, like, not talked about it because... They don't want to be associated with that. And so even though it's the responsible thing to do. But, right. Right. You know, it's, it's just a tough thing. And so I want this episode to be like, doesn't matter why you go on it. Doesn't matter if it's because you're having sex with a monogamous partner. It doesn't matter if you're having sex with like a multitude of people. And so that's why you want to do it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not about, it's not about the reason why. It's about the fact that you have the power to choose that for yourself and that if you choose to talk about it you totally can and that I would encourage a lot more people to talk about it more openly like it's something that it's been weird for me because I grew up obviously with three guys in my house and the only other person who was a girl was my mom and so like I I didn't ever talk about it I never talked about birth control I never talked about my period I never talked about anything like that and since moving out and since my older brother has moved out also like he and I have talked about it a little bit more and just in the sense that like he's going into the medical field and it's something that interests him so and he and I are close enough that I've been like yeah so that, like I'm my birth control, yeah. whatever this and like he doesn't make me feel weird about it and so then I was like questioning why it felt like something I couldn't talk about in my home and so it's just, right. it's something that like, I think girls talk about with their girlfriends, but it's like, your Weird boyfriend should know about your, it like, too. Family. Right. Like your boyfriend should know, your family right. should know. Like it, I don't understand why it has to be Such something like a hush hush. Like, right. Like yeah. why, why is it something that's and taboo? I,
1: yeah. I do get like, if you are younger, like when you started taking it, like you were what, 15, 16, like yeah. that's pretty young. And, like, I get it. Like, your family might not be very comfortable with, like, realizing that you are getting older or you are possibly, like, sexually active. So, I get when it's, like, awkward to talk about or, like, they might not want you to go on it. So, Mm -hmm. I get that when you're younger and when you're on your family's, like, health insurance and stuff like that. Like, it is a little bit more, like, awkward and taboo. But we are here to say that birth
0: control is okay
1: birth control is okay even if you don't take it like i do it's still fine to talk about and it's still like such an interesting topic that so many women like just literally so many women take birth control right. so it's like not it's not abnormal for people to talk about
0: yeah even if you're like even if you're not on birth control like it's still something that you should be aware of because It is something that, like, can help in a lot of ways for a lot of people. And I think most women at one point or another in their life have considered going on birth control. Yeah. And so it's, like, you should probably know at least a little bit about it. Because there are so many options and they all can affect you in so many different ways that it's, like, important to make an informed decision. Because most doctors, honestly, if you have a really good doctor, they will explain all the different types of birth control Mm -hmm. and all the different pros and cons. But... I will say most doctors will just be like, "Okay, we'll put you on the pill," mm-hmm. which is like it's
1: most mainstream,
0: right? And it's it's the most easy to manipulate. It's the most common in mo- in a lot of ways. It's the most cheap, and so most cheap, it's the cheapest. <laughs> it. <laughs> Grammar. Yeah, am I okay? But I think I think it's important for you to like know about all the different types so that you can make the best decision for yourself. Exactly. So, yeah and and
1: i do want to say like if you are on it or you aren't on it like neither make you a better person like neither make you like grace is not more of a woman for taking it than me or i'm not more of a woman for like not taking it than her like no 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 yeah this is just like two gals one doesn't take in one does and like this is just us talking about it because both is cool both is okay
0: well and the important thing is that like both of us have the option to take it yeah and And so it's not it's not like empowerment in the fact that like you're empowered and and therefore you take birth control it's you're empowered and therefore you can decide for yourself boom yeah because it's not up to anyone else if it's your body you get to choose what drugs you want to put in it and All I all I ask at the end of this conversation is that <laughs> everyone feels like they have the power to choose for themselves and make an
1: informed decision.
0: Right. Like I don't care if you're not on birth control. at All that's cool. Mm-hmm. I just want you to understand that it is an option that's available. Exactly. That's yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> and that's that. Okay. So I want to get into the history of birth control because. B- boy, boy oh, oh boy. boy this shit has some tea <laughs> in it like I was reading through a bunch of different websites and I was like are you joking this is actually <laughs> insane okay so so a form of birth control a lot of people don't know this but a form of birth control is actually sterilization so like getting your tubes huh. tied is a form of birth control because yeah. for most people it's a reversible process and so you know People, yeah. people have done it before. So the most, the, the most, I don't know, furthest back, like the point of like modern birth control, the beginning, the beginning of modern birth control, <laughs> the beginning, the, the beginning of modern birth control started in 1907 when it became legal for the government, the United States government to sterilize, quote unquote, unwilling and unwitting people which basically meant in a court of law the punishment for a crime or an offense could be sterilization. I'm not joking. And I didn't know that. Yeah. It was predominantly used against black women, Native American women, and poor women. Hmm. And fun fact, this is not like illegal. This is still Still? Legal. Yeah. No like, way. There's more regulations on it, but it yeah. still happens. Um, what the hell? There is a prison where one of the punishments, like there is a prison in the United States that will sterilize women. So, yeah, mm, it's still a real thing. Okay. And it still happens today against these people's consent. So, you know, huh. just keep that in mind throughout all of this. So in the early 1900s, yeah, nineteen hundreds is the right yep, way to say yep, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. Um, Margaret Sanger was a huge proponent of birth control, and Margaret Sanger is a interesting figure because she has been accused of being a part of the KKK, which is actually untrue. She was never a part of the KKK. She just spoke at a women's auxiliary group to the KKK in nineteen twenty six. Okay. Which, I mean, that doesn't like clear her name by any means but she wasn't actually like part of of the kkk okay um and something interesting about her is that she did a lot of birth control advocacy in harlem in new york city and Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know like that i don't know if it still is a predominantly black community or if that was one of the communities that experienced redlining
1: yeah i mean i don't know if it still is but it's definitely one of the most like historically known um like black communities communities in in new york and like the u.s
0: yeah so she did a lot of work to educate women there on birth control and provide access Um, and the important thing to note about her is that she was doing a lot of this stuff illegally like it was not legalized there was there was i don't remember what the law was called but there was a law that would prohibit people from sending basically any birth control like in the mail or like handing out pamphlets and at one point Margaret Sanger was actually arrested for distributing birth control mm. and so she has a problematic history within the black community because so a really well-renowned black advocate and black author named W.E.B. Du Bois who I actually learned a lot about in my African-American studies class he approved of her and like basically like signed off on what she was doing because he did a lot of work in new york city as well and martin luther king jr praised her a lot he received the margaret sanger award at one point and like said it was an honor to be associated with her while angela davis who is a modern she's still alive she's still working a lot for um, the black community she has criticized margaret sanger and margaret sanger was actively mm. praised by a kkk member so interesting she has a lot of gray area she was like aligned with eugenics to a certain degree mm. like she discouraged what the nazis were doing like actively like she was donating to like try and work against the nazis and believed that like she believed fundamentally in some form of women empowerment but also like came from the perspective of like poor people shouldn't have babies so like mm. She's a very very controversial. Yes, very controversial, very complicated. It is important to know about her because a lot of people now who disapprove of Planned Parenthood because she was basically the founder of Planned Parenthood. Like she started what has now turned into Planned Parenthood. It wasn't it obviously wasn't like to the degree that that that. it is today, but she she helped found it. And a lot of the people who criticize Planned Parenthood criticized Planned Parenthood because of her association with it and saying Mm -hmm. that like Planned Parenthood has always been out to get black community, people of color, whatever. Mm -hmm. So inform yourself on that. So in the 1950s was when the modern form of birth control, aka the pill, really launched. There were several pills that were being tested by the FDA and actually funnily enough the United States sent birth controls to Puerto Rico and didn't tell any of the women that these drugs were not approved or still being tested and basically used these women as like test subjects. Yuck. Like, like tried out the birth control pill on them and between the 50s and 70s many 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 women Hmm. were injured and some even died because the amount of estrogen was 10 times too much so like to put it in perspective like they were giving them like 10 milligram doses whereas i take i think i take a 0.02 milligram dose every day yes like they were like the estrogen was very high intensity that's crazy and it caused so many problems for them i can Um, imagine yeah yeah obviously as like taking too much of literally anything can really do damage to you Mm -hmm. in 1965 the supreme court ruled that married couples were allowed to have birth control but unmarried women were not allowed and so the law didn't the law didn't expressly say that unmarried women cannot have birth control but it did not require states to make it legal for unmarried women so basically it was like Every state has to make it legal for married couples. We're not going to talk about the unmarried couples.
1: Yeah. The state and so can make
0: that decision. The state can make that what? decision. And so in half of the United States in 1965, it was legal for married couples, but illegal for married, unmarried women. So like, if you weren't married, you weren't allowed to have birth control. Interesting. Which is like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it it just builds in the same yeah. patriarchal idea that women are possessed by men. And like, if a woman isn't married, then she therefore is not having sex and does not have you know, have to you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And the same year though, in the same year, nineteen sixty five, the US launched the US Agency for International Development, which basically sent birth control to like third world or developing company or companies. Countries sent birth control to developing countries to try and control the population. Hmm. Basically like that like that's a that's a form of eugenics <laughs> like yeah and did those countries like know? I mean I think that I think that the women there were like excited and like receptive to birth control but I don't think they knew that it wasn't widespread super mm-hmm. legal in the United States and very encouraged you know like yeah. they were only using it to control the population and make it so that like Only the people who they wanted to have babies could have babies. not okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 1968, the first IUD was developed, which we will talk about later. 1972, birth control was legalized for unmarried people by the Supreme Court. In 1979, there was a restriction in place where it required 30 days of uh, informed consent before sterilization of women and so basically this is to try and help against coercion of sterilization because Mm -hmm. now you have to like the woman basically has to sign off on it that doesn't mean that it's like okay because obviously people can still be convinced and coerced into doing things that they don't want to do but now there's a 30-day like wait period yeah yeah Fun fact, Plan B wasn't legalized until 2006. I did not know that. Right, like within our lifetime. And 2013 was when it was legalized for people under the age of 18.
1: Yeah, that is, yeah, wow. Like, what the hell? Like, Angie, Ted, if you're listening, so sorry, but like I've taken Plan B two or three times.
0: I've taken plan B twice yeah and both and times I was under the age of 18
1: both times I was under the age of 18 and it was probably yeah. in like 2015 was probably like the first time same and I d- had zero idea that like yeah it was literally two years after that was legal yeah. like I had no idea
0: yeah isn't that insane yeah because now you now you can walk into Target and just buy literally plan B. yeah but it's, o- it's
1: like over the counter Is right that what you call it under the yes. counter
0: yes over-the-counter. Okay. Because it, it's, you don't have to have a prescription yeah, yeah, yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But in 20, like, before 2013, you could not get it unless you were under the age, if you were under the age of 18. Over the age. Yeah. What? Which, like, that, if you're looking at, like, pregnancy and, like, teens, that definitely, yeah, there's something like, in there. Like,
1: quote-unquote, like, the people who, not, like, need it the most, but, like, the people who would probably be
0: most likely buying it. Right, like, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, under the age of eighteen, you don't know jack shit about sex. You yeah. don't know anything. You don't really know about birth control, and you definitely don't know how to have safe sex. And well, I guarantee you, might, you but like,
1: gar- oh, guarantee there, yeah.
0: a lot of people under the age of eighteen are having sex, mm-hmm. and those are the people who are like, when they get pregnant, it's a big, it's a like life changing, like horrible. Yeah. And there's a lot of states that I mean, we won't really get into abortion in this episode, but there's a lot of states that don't allow abortion under the age of 18. And so plan B being allowed under the age of 18, that's yeah, that's, that's important. That's yeah. huge. So uh please be safe if you're listening to this episode <laughs> yes, under the age please of 18. Be safe. Um, OK, so in 2019, this is this is huge because I didn't know about this. The Trump administration imposed what is called a, quote unquote, domestic gag rule under the Title X clinics. So so basically like title. Is it do you say Title X or do you say do you say Title 10?
1: Title 10. Um, it could be either. I say Title okay. 10. OK. But Title X. Yeah. It's
0: fine. So um, Title 10 clinics provide a lot of care for low income women. And the domestic gag rule was basically, like, made it really hard for women to get referrals for any form of birth control, and it has resulted in a 50% decrease in the availability of birth control across the country, specifically within Title X clinics. And, like, that's That's something that's very frustrating. Yeah. And this this law affects abortion as well, but the frustrating thing is that... It's affecting abortion and birth control at the same time, and so interesting, basically, it's not even giving giving women a chance to get birth control so that they don't, you know, later need abortions, yeah. it's like limiting access on all accounts, right. And that makes it basically
1: my whole thing is like not to like get too much into politics, but if a lot, okay, so a lot of Trump supporters, like love that the US is a free country like how can it be free if like people can't make the decision for themselves if they want birth control or possibly need to like an abortion or want an abortion like it if you don't need, make sense. if you if you don't agree with either of those it doesn't make sense for whatever reason that's fine but that doesn't mean you have the choice to take that choice away from those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I don't get how the U.S. can be a free country, but, like, people can't make decisions for themselves. Absolutely. Huh? Basically, everybody just needs to do their own research.
0: That's, right. And, yeah. like, yes, I, I am all for women yes. making informed decisions about their bodies. Um, yes. So, something that's interesting, and I just found these two, these two cases really interesting, and I'm not saying that other drugs... And for different, a, a variety of reasons, haven't had things like this. But there have been two birth controls, forms of birth control, that have like seriously caused harm mm-hmm. that have been approved by the FDA and then later, um, like taken back basically. Mm-hmm. And one was called Yaz, which is a birth control pill. Um, and it was like heavily advertised in like 2006, like the early 2000s. And. Like millions of women were on it and then were then having blood clots organ failure strokes and some people even died because of this birth control pill and this was in the early 2000s and the fda rescinded it obviously another form was the dalkin shield and i think this was in the 80s Yeah, Um, yeah it was a it was a form of the of an iud And basically, like, IUDs have, like, little strings attached to them so that, like, the doctors can pull it out when they need to. But the Dalkin Shield had a string that was, like, covered in, like, wax or something that basically made it super easy for bacteria to climb up up into your uterus and just, like, hang out. And it was three million women were on it, but it, like, caused strokes. And, like, a lot of people... A lot of people after the stroke were then, like, had a full, like... What is it called? Do you... you, What are you trying to say? Like, I think they all got their tubes tied, but I don't know what the official name for that is.
1: Oh, like, they lost... It wasn't like they lost fertility, but, like, they... It caused so many problems that they, like, physically couldn't do anything else, like, about that. So, like, they had to get their... um,
0: Right, right. Surgery. And there were some people who, like went into stro- went into strokes or went into comas and then when they woke up the doctors had made them infertile because they that's so sad and like didn't didn't even have consent or anything like that so birth control has definitely had some problems issues. Yeah. yeah had yeah. some problems
1: so after all that I have a question like for those of you who don't know and are listening what is an IUD and what are the other types of of birth controls
0: okay so basically fundamentally all birth controls can be broken up into two separate groups there's hormonal birth control and there's non-hormonal birth control so like the pill which i'm on is a form of a hormonal birth control it releases a little bit of estrogen into your body every day and i think the pill is like one of the most common forms of birth control there's a lot of different things that change at least in the u.s yeah right at least in the u.s the IUD is a form of birth control that has to be inserted into your uterus by a doctor, but it's basically, it looks kind of like a little T and it gets it inserted. It just stays into, in there, right? Yeah, stays in there. It can be in there from three to seven years, depending on what you get. And the interesting thing about the IUD, there is a hormonal version and a non hormonal version. Oh, so I basically, didn't know that. Yeah. So there's an IUD that is hormonal. And basically like part of the IUD releases a little bit of progesterone every day and like a very small amount. And so mm-hmm. the, the thing that a lot of people like about the IUD is that it is supposed to more con- like conse- consecratedly like focus on your uterus. And so it, it tries to not affect the rest of your body as much. Whereas like if you're taking a pill, it goes it through your entire body. bloodstream. Like you can't pick sense. and choose where it's located. Interesting. Um, So that's that's the hormonal version of the IUD. There's also the copper IUD, which is non-hormonal. It's just made out of copper. And for some reason, sperm don't like copper. And so, like, when you have a copper IUD in, you're not going to get pregnant because it, like, basically kills off the sperm.
1: And what's, like, the percentage? Like, how
0: effective is it? 99% effective. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like... I, I I think it's, like, they say it's, like, basically 100 because less than one person out of 100 people get pregnant on Interesting.
1: it. Interesting. Okay.
0: So Good there's always a chance. With every single birth control, there's always a chance that you could get pregnant. But the IUD right. is one of the most effective because you get it put in and it just stays there. You don't have to remember anything. You don't have to worry about it. It just hangs mm-hmm. out. Do you know – how do you know when it's time
1: to, like, get a replacement or, like, take it out and get a new one or –
0: I don't know. Um, it depends on the brand that you're taking. A lot of the brands like have been tested and so they can tell you when the effects will wear off. So I'm pretty mm. sure like when you schedule it getting put in, they will also say like this is when you need to get it out. By. Okay. okay. Um, and a fun fact about the copper IUD, the copper IUD is the most effective plan B. like of all plan B's ever, the copper huh. IUD is the most effective as long as you get it within five days of having unprotected sex
1: interesting
0: yeah isn't that huh. wild yeah because that's like so interesting regular regular plan b like if you're taking the plan b pill it has to be within like 24 to 48 hours i think something. it's yeah yeah but so if you're ever terrified that you're pregnant and it's been like a little bit over 48 hours just go get a copper iud stuck in there you go <laughs> simple as that simple as that simple as that um but the drawbacks that a lot of people complain about are that it's painful to get put in, mm-hmm. like it hurts. Normally, they'll put like a numbing cream on, so you okay. try, so you don't feel as much. And then also, I've heard if it's not for you, it's like really not, not for, for you. Not for you. Like, yeah, it, just some bodies don't and in- right get like in there. Right, and a lot of a lot of people like they say like when you're first on a new birth control, you got to give it like three months to try and get your body mm-hmm. to adjust to it. But same thing with this. Give your body, like, three months to adjust for it. And if you're still, like, not having a good time, like, you can get it taken out. So. And okay. that's the good thing about this one. It's, like, super easy to fix. Like, super reversible.
1: Right. You don't have to, like, slowly wean off of it. Like, somebody can yeah. just take it out. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, so, other forms of hormonal birth control uh, include the injection. So, the injection, you just get it once every three months. A doctor will give you a shot. And basically, with the same with all hormonal birth controls you can't get it if you have had cancer or if you have like migraines with an aura so migraines with an aura is basically like you see spots or you see light when you're when you have a migraine and honestly like if you have migraines at all you should just avoid hormonal birth control Mm -hmm. so that's just a good thing to know about hormonal birth control the pros about the injection you only have to do it four times a year because oh. it's a shot every three months, and then your periods are lighter or sometimes non-existent, and it can protect against certain cancers if you get it. Like if so, say you're at risk for cancer, like people in your family have had have have had cancer. Mm-hmm. Certain birth, certain forms of hormonal birth control can actually protect you against getting cancer. No way. Yeah, it's actually really cool. Huh. Um, but obviously, that's something you should talk to your doctor about. Right. Um, the cons of the cons of the injection, you got to go to the doctor every three months. You get nausea. You got weight gain. Sometimes people get depressed, sore boobs, loss mm-hmm. of libido. Basically, the side effects that happen with all hormonal birth control because your hormones affect everything like that. And the injection is the same thing as the pill in that like, it affects your entire bloodstream. It's not trying to focus on like one specific yeah. area. Other forms of hormonal birth control include the implant which is basically just like a little little like matchstick that goes into your arm it can last for up to five years Uh it's non-surgical it's not it's not like a long procedure you basically just like it's basically just like getting a shot like it takes like two minutes um you can remove it whenever you want your body will go back to normal in a few months um and a lot of people have lighter periods or no periods at all you don't have to think about it at all the drawbacks of the implant is it can be pretty expensive. You get nausea, weight gain. Um, the implant has been known to be more associated with ovarian cysts than other b- forms of birth control. Oh, but ovarian cysts are also like just a risk of birth control, no matter yeah. what type. So, so interesting. And then I think the ring and the patch are both. Like, they're similar in the sense that, like, the ring is something that you insert into your vagina. You, yourself, personally. It's not a doctor. Okay. You just hang out for a month. There are certain types that hang out for a month. A release hormones. you take it out for your period, and then you put in a new one. And there's other kinds where you take it out for the month, and then you put the same one back in, and it lasts for, like, a year. Okay. So, the thing about the ring, there's less room for error than a pill because you don't have to remember it every single day. Mm-hmm. But there's still some room for error in it because it is your responsibility, and so human error probably will make it as effective. But if you're like interested in the IUD or the implant, but it makes you like it makes you freak out because a doctor would be doing mm-hmm. those things, those things to you, the ring might be a good option because you can do it to yourself. Like you can control when it's in and or out. Like you have control over it, and you can like reuse it. Yeah. So some of some. Some forms of the ring can last for a whole year. Other okay. forms of the ring are just monthly, so you would just change the ring out every month. Got it. Um some people who are on the ring complain about it like coming out during sex, but not everyone. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say like they don't even notice it during sex, so it just depends on who you are. And then the patch is basically just like a like a band-aid almost. Like you just stick it on, hang out, you That's change it so once a weird. week. weird. Like, where does it go? Just, like, on your anywhere? It can go on your arm, it can go on your chest, or it can go on your butt. Okay. So, I think it's just, like, near major blood vessels, maybe. Maybe. But, yeah, you change it once a week. It's basically, like, wearing a Band-Aid 24-7. It's got similar pros to the ring where, like, you're in control. You don't have to worry about a doctor inserting it to you. Um, The cons, you have to change it on time, and you have to check and make sure that it's actually, like, fully sticking on. Um, okay. They say it's waterproof and that, like, you can go swimming, you can take a shower, you can take a bath, whatever, but I would still, like, I haven't done the patch, so I have no idea. It would still, I think, freak me out a little bit, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
1: That's so weird that it's just, like, a little band-aid, but it can, like, prevent pregnancy. Isn't that
0: wild? That's so, so interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, can any of these prevent STDs or other... What is... What's the word I'm
0: thinking of? Other... STDs, STIs. Yeah, but yeast infections Uh, UTIs. yeah just any of those can any of these no okay yeah the only forms of birth control that can protect against an std or sti that i know of are condoms so like male condoms female condoms both protect against that i think But actually i don't know if female condoms protect against stds do they yeah oh cool that's good i feel like they do so yeah
1: Otherwise, like, why else would you wear it, you know? To
0: protect against pregnancy. The oh, is okay. For... Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, the... Not to get, like, too graphic, but, like, the the skin of the dick and, like, the juices, like, the, the fluids are still touching the inside of the vagina. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, like a female condom, just basically blocks this. Like you stick it up in there, and it's basically like nothing can get past a certain point. Yeah, but it can still touch. So I think that I think that I female think, condoms, you can still get STD. I think so
1: too.
0: Yeah, but I think yeah, I think male, male condoms, condoms you one. can't. Yeah. So like, if you're, I would recommend if you are having sex with a partner who you are non monogamous non monogamous with probably wear a condom. That's up to you, but, you know, have that conversation.
1: Yes. I would recommend it though.
0: Yeah. I would I would recommend it. <laughs> I would not recommend uh not wearing a condom, but the most the the interesting thing is that um the pull-out method is actually considered a form of birth control.
1: Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that wild? I mean, yes, but like like
0: yes I think it is but also like it's not <laughs> well here's here's the thing about the pull out method <laughs> is you're really counting on the guy both of you well you're counting on the guy but here's the thing you're counting on both of you well because yeah. a lot of what I've heard oh god <laughs> especially in terms of like I know I don't I don't think I personally know anyone who's gotten pregnant from the pull out method but like like I, I follow a couple podcasters who are you know both moms yeah. and one of them was like yeah I got pregnant because we use the pull-out method and both of us were like you don't need to this time like it's fine <laughs> the one time and then he came inside her and then for some reason she was just like both of us were sort of like yeah we don't need plan b and then found out that I was pregnant and we were both <laughs> like she said they had been dating for like three months and she got pregnant Oh my god, you guys. And she decided she decided to keep the baby and he was like,
1: "You're joking." Oh my goodness, everybody. Everybody listening, do not rely on just that. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're don't like do unless it. you're like really trying to get pregnant, but if you're like not trying to get pregnant,
0: well, I feel like if you're really trying to get pregnant, you wouldn't pull out. Like, well, you would just yeah. stay in. Or if you're like,
1: well, I don't care if I get pregnant. Like, you know, if you aren't trying to get pregnant, um, maybe think of – maybe do another form of birth control along because, with
0: that. Because the thing about the pull-out method is that you are relying on your ability to – Time things and – Well, time things and also have self-control in the moment. Yes. You know, because a lot of it is like, you know, you can reg- you can say you have really good self-control – But like, but like, once you're actually having sex and then, and then, and then like, it's just so much easier. And then like, it's just so much, you know, in the moment moment, and you're like, Oh, you just feel so close. And then you're just like, don't, don't pull out. But in (laughs) in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm going to eat my words in about 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. So honestly, people, if you're listening,
1: take something on top of that method,
0: right? (laughs) Like if you're on... on top of that method. Right, do something. you know, there's always plan B. Also plan B is it's expensive as fuck. dude, it's expensive <laughs> and it's not good for your body if you take it it's all the really time. It's really bad for your body. <laughs> like really try to not.
1: I knew somebody who took plan B like four times within a week. <gasps> and I was like, "Oh my god, just wear a condom. Like just wear a condom. If you're going so to if you're going to be doing that, it's so bad for your body." Like, one, really bad. one once in a while, like, really messes up your body. So I can't even imagine four times in one week. Holy shit.
0: I would, I would be chugging water, like, eating all the vegetables possible. Like I would be doing yoga. I- <laughs> yoga, like, really trying to get super zen with it. It's like, this, this fucking plan B is going to wreck my yeah. life. Yeah, jeez. But here's the thing. Like, if a dude... If you're in a situation that a dude is ever like, I don't want to wear a condom. Maybe you should say, I don't want to have sex. I with was about you. to say, um, maybe just don't have sex that time. Right, you know? right. Like, because it because you know, like if you are if you are like in a consensual like monogamous relationship with someone, like. You can talk about whether or not yeah. you want to use condoms and if there's other forms of birth control that you think would be better. I think it's bullshit that there's no male birth control yet because guess what? A woman can only get pregnant once a year. You know how many yeah. babies a dude can make in a year? Like um, 365. You can make or literally more. so many. <laughs> or more. Like more than 365. Yeah, sperm are like, always would- ready. <laughs> Right. And so it's like I don't understand why me, the person who can only have one child a year, is the one being regulated yeah. when you who could have you know have but at the same time like if I was dating a guy who was on birth control, I would sort of be like, "No, I need to be on birth control too because I don't trust you to actually take it." You know?
1: Mhm. I mean, I guess it depends on the boy, but like yeah.
0: Right, like there I I would definitely be like, I want I need to, to also be, be on birth yeah, control. Yeah, I need to be
1: in charge of this as well. I am
0: going to be the one who gets pregnant Literally. if that <laughs> happens, and like, I don't trust you to make sure that I won't get pregnant. Yes.
1: Um. I also
0: also here's you here's a ahead. really funny. We we can just we can just like dive <laughs> off on this real fast. Okay. Whose responsibility is it to pay for the Plan B? The boys. Yes. I agree 100%. I have not paid for it ever. I have paid for it. (gasps) I know. You're kidding. I'm not joking. I have paid for it. That's like, that would like mess my head up. It was rough. I'm not going to lie. They're expensive. And also my parents had access to my bank account. And so I was literally just like crossing my fingers praying that they wouldn't see that charge. Good God. So, yeah. It is the boy's responsibility. It's the boy's responsibility. Especially if it was the boy's idea. hmm If the condom breaks, it's still the boy's job. Yeah. I, I just... Because who has to carry the baby? Mm, the girls. Me. It's the least
1: you could do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I'm glad that we all agree. Just for anyone out there, if you're in my boat and, like, you've also paid for your own plan B before... Please join me. We're gonna we're gonna have a weekly therapy session about this. Because <laughs> and also,
1: like, I will help. I will call the boys <laughs> that have wronged you.
0: <laughs> no, just leave them out of it. You deserve a boy who will pay for your plan. Yes, B. modern romance. You deserve
1: a boy who will pay for the condoms, who will pay for the Plan B, who will treat you,
0: take male birth control if it ever actually happens, <laughs> <laughs> who will treat you well. Yeah. Yeah. You deserve the world. Just just so you know, guys. So here's some other interesting things about birth control. So birth control, like relatively speaking, is not very good. But because so many women are buying it, the drug companies don't have any incentive to innovate because they already are making a lot of money off of Mm. it. And so they don't really care about improving the outcome, which is why we need women in all industries because... If a woman is, like, high up in a drug company or if a woman is, like, working for a company that specializes in birth control, like, they're more likely to advocate for it than men. Similarly, this is why we need people of color in all industries Mm -hmm. because we need people from all backgrounds to, like, put their experience into it so that the people who are buying the products can, like, buy better things that are better for them. Mm -hmm. It's easier, generally speaking for medications to be modified in the sense that like they're just changing the current method rather than creating an entirely new method because barely any drugs get tested and even fewer actually make it to the market so like in terms of like what people are willing to invest they're not really going to take risks on it yeah and the reason we don't have male birth control listen here bitches the reason we don't have male birth control is because it has been known to affect mood swings,
1: have oh a flex and libido God.
0: and acne. And some 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 men even gained weight when Boo the male freaking birth control. Who? As if every single one of those things is not the actual like side effects of taking a female form of birth control. It is. It is the same exact side effects. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> why for them it's such those a things big deal are too much yeah right well like and they're basically like oh, it's too much it's too much you know too many side effects whereas for women it's like well you know the only side effects you have is the possibility of like a cystic cancer and what? like ovarian cyst <laughs> and like all this stuff and it's like hmm, no it's the same exact product for a man yeah but for some reason you're like oh, you know don't put that much of a burden on them I want to bang my head on this table. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like, I just want to say, you know, we're not demanding a perfect drug because I know that no drug is perfect. If it, especially if it's like hormonal in nature, it's going to affect a lot of other things in your body. All I'm demanding is a little bit more attention to female birth control, a little bit higher, higher standards for our female birth control. And Access to information about that drug, the risks, the benefits, everything yeah. about it, available to all women. That's all that I want. That's all. Yes, that, yes, that, you know, yes. That doesn't seem like it's too much to ask for. I really don't think so. Also, some things that I did not know until taking birth control for a long time. You're not supposed to eat grapefruit while you're on birth control. I don't know why. Like you can't eat you can't eat grapefruit because. It doesn't necessarily lower the effectiveness, but it has really weird side effects. Like, like what? Like people have gained an insane amount of weight just by eating grapefruit. People have had, like, gotten cancer. Pe- yeah. It's like actually insane. But
1: why just grapefruit? Like is it all citrus or
0: literally just grapefruit? No, it's literally just grapefruit. But it's interesting because other it's, – it's similar with like – so I don't know if you know this either. I don't know if it would affect you based on like the medication that you're on, but – a lot of anxiety medications and depression medications you shouldn't be eating grapefruit either
1: i mean i didn't know that um first of all but i also just like don't eat grapefruit a lot but now i'm like
0: huh most people don't but i would just forgotten about (laughs) like i actually really love grapefruit yeah (laughs) i've loved grapefruit for a long time but but i haven't eaten it yeah i can't eat it so basically know that well you can't eat grapefruit you can't drink grapefruit juice so you know, when just you're a, just on just the, just the pill or any birth control, most hormonal birth controls, Weird. you can't eat grapefruit. Also, here's the shocker because I have been on antibiotics so many times, and you know how many times a doctor told me that it would make my birth control that they knew I was on less effective? Huh? Zero times. You cannot take antibiotics while on birth control and expect your birth control to be effective. Wait, it basic. I don't know what it does, but there's something that cancels it out. So if you are on birth control to try and not get pregnant, you need to use a condom while you're on the antibiotic because it makes your birth control less effective. Weird. I didn't know that. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I have been prescribed antibiotics while on birth control. The doctor who prescribed me the antibiotics knew that I was on birth control and never told me never told me that it like makes it less effective Uh, but it does so like if you're on antibiotics and birth control do not let him use the pull-out method (laughs) because ain't gonna turn
1: pretty (laughs) use
0: something else do something else
1: huh that is very interesting lastly do you want to talk about just quickly some access points or options people have oh my god
0: yeah okay so Genuinely, there are so many options. I know that it can feel super stressful and hard to find places to get birth control. Obviously, your first choice should be a gynecologist or a woman's health doctor in your area. If you're in college, your college health center has a gynecologist that you can go to. Go to them. If those things aren't available to you, I have a shit ton of recommendations <laughs> for you. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Which I will also put in episode notes so you can link straight to them. Um, So there's a place called 28 Health. Um, Their website is actually really cute and super trendy. Um, And they provide access to all forms of birth control. They have unlimited consultations with doctors. I don't necessarily know what the fee is. I think I read something about like if you have insurance, it's like under $10. But if you don't have insurance, it's like $20. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking at it right now.
1: Um, it says $0 with insurance and $16 oh, without insurance.
0: Yes, yeah, this exactly. website is
1: the cutest. You guys all need to check it out.
0: It's really cute. And they have she options. Is. They have all sorts of options. Pill Club is what I use. Thepillclub.com. They ship your birth control to you. You don't have to like have a prescription already. They have a similar thing. I think I pay $10 per like, month for my birth control, my monthly birth control. Um, and I'm actually thinking about switching to 28 Health because I tried to get the ring through Pill Club. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, my insurance wasn't covering it or something. So, it would have been, like, $2,000. Holy. <laughs> yeah. So, the Pill Club is a really good option if you're looking for pill, the pill birth control. Yeah lemonade is another option it's lemonadehealth.com and they actually can help with a multitude of things if you are looking to get prescribed something for anxiety or depression they also have stuff for that they have a shit ton of options on their website Ooh. and a lot of it is like for stuff that cold like, sores you,
1: I, I get cold sores they can help with cold sores anybody out cold there sores <laughs> medication yeah <laughs>
0: if you need that asthma I have asthma yeah things that like I don't know, if you don't have a doctor in your area that you like, or if you can't afford to go to the doctor all the time, they would be a really good option. They're a cute
1: website as well.
0: Yeah, a lot of these websites are super cute. Yeah, I love it. There's a place called Nurex, um, and they also have the same thing. It's mostly birth control, not necessarily anything else. And I think that they... They can also treat
1: um, oral and genital herpes, STI testing, or help with,
0: like, HPV screening or prep. So that's pretty cool. That's really important stuff. There's one called Project Ruby, which the website, like it seems a little bit expensive and it seems like a high barrier of entry because when you go and look at like the actual forms of birth control, it's like the actual like drug Mm. name, which no one fucking knows (laughs) and was a little bit scary to me, but like I thought I'd include it just in case. Um, There's also Simple Health, simplehealth.com. They do birth control along with a lot of other things and, Mm -hmm. you know, just another uh, quick access. And a lot of those places, if you have insurance, it makes it cheap, if not free. If you don't have insurance, a lot of them still offer it for cheap. um, But Planned Parenthood is also an option they have phone services. Planned Parenthood will sign you up for insurance if you don't have insurance, mm-hmm. if you're eligible for Medicaid or uh, the uh, Obamacare or anything like that. So you have a ton of options. Please don't feel like you can't get birth control because you can. If you're under the age of 18, I would advise talk to your parents, even if they're not really on board with it. I'm like you do you do need their consent. If you're over the age of 18 and you don't feel like you have access, there are so many places Mm -hmm. and it's honestly just like, we are so lucky to live in the day and age that we do because we have so much access to so many different places. Um, I would just strongly recommend you check one of these places out. Pill Club was honestly the easiest thing to sign up for in the whole world. Really, it took me maybe 10 minutes and I still like, I've been using it for over a year and they never, like, it auto-renews, so I always get my birth control on time. I never have to, like, remember to subscribe or oh, remember so to nice. get it sent to me. So it's been super easy. I used to, like, forget, because I, you know, you start taking the pill every Sunday, and I would forget to go to the um, pharmacy pick it until up. Monday morning. Nice. And so I was constantly missing because of that, but Pill Club has made it super easy Um, So I would recommend checking out Pill Club or any of these because they honestly make it way easier to access and a lot cheaper. So,
1: yeah. Awesome. And if you're someone like me who doesn't take birth control or really isn't looking into it um, in the near future, you most likely have friends who are on birth control. So bring up these options. Ask them about what they take. Just learn more about it because it's so interesting um, and
0: it's not taboo at all. No, definitely talk about it. Ask your friends about it. I learned a lot. So thank you, Grace. Of course. Always, if you have a friend who, um, you know, takes birth control, always ask him, you know. Mm -hmm. Did you remember taking birth control today? Did you remember? Yeah. 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 Cute. It's important.
1: Well, thank you, Grace, for that little deep dive. You're so welcome. We will catch you guys next week for an extra special episode that we're not going to tell you what it's about, but it's going to be fun.
0: Every week is special here. Every week
1: it's fun and special. <laughs> All right. Ta-ta.